brother, God loves you. And everything in the past is the past. He has set you free. And he declares over your life that whom the Son sets free is free indeed. And tonight, tonight you're going to receive the power that you need to, to do the work that he's called you to do. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. If we can turn your Bibles to the book of Acts. And, you know, Pentecost, there was three, three days, three uh, festivals that the Lord called the men of Israel to come to Jerusalem. And that was the, the, uh, the Passover, which represents Jesus dying on the cross for our sins. Jesus fulfilled that. And the day of Pentecost, where the baptism of the Holy Spirit would come and endow you with power. Amen? Hallelujah. And the third one, I believe, it was the, the week of shelters, I think, or tabernacles, I think it's called. And, but but we're, we're celebrating the, 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 the day of Pentecost. And the day of Pentecost is 50. In case you don't know that, it's 50 days after Jesus, uh, his, his, oh my gosh, oh gosh, I'm all excited right now. <laughs> but after he rose from the dead, it's 50 days, amen? And his presence is here. Glory to God. Are you all there in the book of Acts? We'll start at verse 1. The former account I made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus both began to do and teach until the day in which he was taken up, after he, through the Holy Spirit, had given commandments to the apostles whom he had chosen. You see, we're all chosen. We're, we're not here by chance today. You're not here today on Pentecostal Sunday. There's a lot of things that the worldly people are doing. They're probably watching basketball or, or cart and all this stuff or whatever they're doing. But God chose you, and he's going to bless you because of your obedience. You see, obedience is better than sacrifice. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. To whom he presented himself, verse 3, alive after his suffering by many infallible proofs, being seen by them during 40 days and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. You know, the Lord was just, just ministering. He was just pouring out. You know, he knew he was going to go into heaven. He knew he was going to be with the Father forever. But you know what? He's pouring out. He's always talking about the kingdom of God. He was impressing that in his people about the kingdom. It's all about the kingdom of God. It's nothing about us. It's about the kingdom of God, the power, the authority, the riches, and in, in the, in the kingdom of God. Saints, we, that's, what, that's what we're supposed to do is preach the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God, not, not doctrine. It's the kingdom. Jesus always preached about the kingdom of God, how glorious it is. Amen? Verse 4, and being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you have heard from me. You know, see, what the Lord was saying is the promise was come. It's sure. The promise of the Holy Spirit was sure. But again, we're talking about obedience. You see, you're being, you're being here is being obedient to the Holy Spirit because he put it in your heart to come. Amen? And you are going to receive that. 
And verse 5, for John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. John baptized the baptism of repentance. The baptism of repentance is when they would come to John the Baptist, they would confess their sins, they would repent, and then they were submerged into the water, signifying Jesus' death and his resurrection. Amen? Hallelujah. But I love this. But you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. The baptism of the Holy Spirit is immersion, where he fills every part of your being, where he fills every part of your, your ministry. He wants to be part of that. He wants to be part of your family. He wants to be there with you, with you at work. He wants to be there with your business. He wants to be everywhere you are. It's a total immersion. Not water, but immersion in the Holy Spirit. This is what he's doing. This is what Pentecost means. It's total immersion of the Holy Spirit. Therefore, when they had come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, will, this, will, this, will you at this time restore the kingdom of Israel? And he said to them, it's not for you to know the times or seasons which the Father has put in, in his own authority. This isn't for us, this isn't for us to, to, to think about when the end time is coming. We see it. We see things aren't, aren't right in this, in this world, in this nation. But we're not to focus on what the Lord says, not to focus on the end time. Because we have a calling to do. The Lord has a job for us to do. And all of you being here are, are called to, to, to fulfill that commission. So don't worry about the end times. Amen? Hallelujah. But you, verse 8, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Jesus wants us to experience. This is an experience of the Holy Spirit in our lives. We see in the Bible, and the disciples seen that when they were with Jesus, everything he did, we can do. You can do it. You can do it. Amen? I don't want to get carried away here. But it's, it's an experience. It's not just a, 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 this isn't just a message we have every Pentecostal Sunday. This is not just something, uh, 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 a religious experience or something that we always do every Sunday or Pentecost Sunday. This is a life-changing experience, a life-changing experience where your ministry will excel. You think your ministry was turned upside down? Tonight the Lord is going to upright it. There's not going to be anything impossible for you to do because it's the power of the Holy Spirit. You're totally immersed in the baptism of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You're not the same. And you're not going to be the same. Many of you, your family, God said you have, that you're going to receive power. Power. Many of us, we go through trials. We're going through battles. The enemy, he's, he's drawn his line and he's coming at the body of Christ. But he doesn't know that he's already been defeated. 
We belong to God's army, and God gave his, his army power. He's given you authority to take, a, to take dominion, to take dominion of what everything God has already possessed, what everything God has taken for you. He's given you that authority. Amen. It's power. We're no longer like little sheep that, that uh, are just being pushed around. It's time for the church to wake up and start exercising, start moving in the authority, the power that he's given us. Our families are being attacked. Our finances are being attacked. Your ministry is being attacked. Our nation is being attacked. It's time for the church to rise up in the power and the authority, the boldness, the boldness that God's given you. Your prayers are powerful. You know what? You know what stopped? What stopped Jesus from, from moving in our in their lives? It was unbelief. It was doubt. If you have doubt in your in your in your in yourself, you have the authority to command that spirit to leave. You don't have to wait till Sunday. You don't have to wait till Monday for Apostle Michael to pray over you. You don't have to wait Friday at 7.30, which I do encourage you to come. But you don't have to wait because he's empowered you. He's infilled you. This is the best place for us to start working on. It's in ourselves. And when we start seeing God manifesting his power, his authority, we're praying and we're seeing the manifestation, it encourages you. It builds you up that you could say, well, now I'm going to go pray for this person. But it's because it's the leading of the Holy Spirit. But we got to start working somewhere. We can't just wait. we got to start moving. Hallelujah. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Greater is he that is within thee than he that's in the world. You see, the body of Christ, we carry that. Every day, when I wake up in the morning, good morning, Holy Spirit. When I go to bed, good night, Holy Spirit. Wherever I'm at, he's there. He's there. When something arises that's not right in the kingdom of God, you have the authority. You have the power to lose all the power of heaven to command those spirits to go. God has anointed each one of us to lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. What's holding us back? There should be nothing. Hallelujah. Now when he had spoken these things while they watched, he was taken up and a cloud received him out of their sight. And when they, and when they looked steadfastly toward heaven as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel who said, men of Galilee, why do you stand gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven will so come in like manner as you saw him go into heaven. This is my take, okay? I'm born again, I'm saved, I'm redeemed, I'm saved. And I'm not going to just wait for Jesus to come. There's people out there that need to be touched. We have a commission to go out and preach the gospel. We're saved. 
but there's so many lives that need to be saved and the authority God's given you. He's, you know what? He's, he knows your hearts. He knows your heart, brother. He knows your heart that you love God. And he's going to do a work. He's completing the work that he started in your life. But that doesn't mean well, we're just going to stay and just wait. Okay, God, you know, we have something to do. We have to pray. Like Apostle Michael said, is get on our face, prostrate before the Lord and pray. Humble yourself before God. Come to services. It's no more just online. Online is great. But God's commanded the body to come to the service, to the church, where he can pour out his blessing, his commanded blessings. You see, we have things to do. We can study the word of God. So we know, we know him. We know Holy Spirit. When we start knowing who God is, when we know him personally, greater revelation, it belongs to you. Because you know him. He wants, he doesn't, he's not holding himself back. He desires that all men would come to the knowledge of him. So no more standing and waiting. <laughs> Let's turn to book uh, Mark 16. I want to show you something here. In Mark 16, the Great Commission. This is still the same today, saints. Amen? It's still the same. In verse 15, Luke 16, verse 15. It says, and he said to them, go. I could just stop right there. But he's calling each one of us to go. To go. Go into the world, to all the world, and preach the gospel to every creature. The Lord is opening up doors. The harvest is white. It's ready to, to be plucked. It's ready to, to come in. The harvest is ready. God is saying, go. Don't let nothing hold you back. He says, and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. But he do, who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe in my name. They will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents, and if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. This is power. This is the power and the authority God wants us to move in. So then, after the Lord had spoken to them, he was received up into heaven and sat down at the, at the right hand of God. And they went out. You see, they didn't just stay. They were obedient. Obedient saints is greater than sacrifice. I have to say that again because God's telling me to do, tell you this. That obedience to him, to his word, is greater than our sacrifices. It's greater than bringing in tithes. It's greater than all our alms and offerings that we can give to God. All our good deeds. Obedience is better than sacrifice. And they went out and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them. You see, I love that. He says, and they went out. They stepped out in faith. I can't see Jesus. 
I never did see him. I wasn't there. I can't see the Holy Spirit. Amen. But I'm, I'm going out in faith. I'm up here right now preaching this word to you. I'm speaking it out in faith. We all have to do that. We've got to start, start moving in faith. God moves in faith. That's, that's his currency, his faith. When we believe God is wanting us to do something, don't just wait while well, the time isn't right. No, the time is now. Go out and do it. That's faith. And watch, he says right here, I love this right here. He goes, and, God, and they went out and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them. You see, he's working through you. And confirming the word through the accompanying signs. You see, God's raising up prophets. We're not all prophets. But he said, you can lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. And you're going to see the signs. You're going to see people being recovered. You're going to see people being restored. Lord, you're going to be seeing families restored. This is the power. This is the power that the body of Christ has. What happened to the church? The early church, they had power. They turned the world upside down, the Bible says. So what happened? Complacency, doubt, doctrine, religion. God wants to come in, wants to impart a new experience in you. He wants to pour new wine, new revelation. You see, this is what the, the, the baptism of the Holy He wants to do a new work. Some of us are tired. He's pouring in more restoration. He's pouring in strength. You see, we need it. We need, I need Holy Spirit. I can't preach the word. I can't do it without the Holy Spirit. And it's through the power of the Holy Spirit that gives us the strength. He gives us the, the, the word of knowledge. He gives us everything we need to be effective ministers. And you know what? Let me keep going here because we're going to get to that. Got you excited, huh? In verse 12 of Acts. Then they returned to Jerusalem from the mount called Olivet, which is near Jerusalem, a Sabbath day's journey. And when they had entered, they went up into the upper room where they were staying. Peter, James, John, Andrew, Philip, Thomas, Bartholomew, Matthew, James, the son of Alphaeus, Simon, the zealot, and Judas, the son of James, Apostle Michael, Pastor Renato, Sister Clarita, Sister Megan, Brother Mark, Sister Nikki, we can put our names in there, saints. You can put your name in there because you're included. <laughs> Verse 14, these all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. You see, saints, once we're born again, it doesn't mean, okay, we stopped, we made it. When I came to the Lord, that was all I cared about. When I went to the pastor, I don't even know what he was talking about. Well, all I know is I didn't want to go to hell. You know, and I went up there and I received the sinner's prayer. And God started his work in me. But see, it doesn't mean that I just stop right there. I'm saved. No, it means that we continue. 
It's only through the power of the Holy Spirit that we have the power, that we have the strength to continue this walk of faith that he's called us to do. A man can't do it. This ministry is not the work of a man. It's the work of the Holy Spirit that touched the life of Sister Rita. And that, that same spirit, it was imparted into each one of us. And you. But we don't stop there. Amen? It says, these all continued with one accord. They were in unity. They came to church. They prayed. They read their Bibles. They fasted. They came in agreement in prayer. You see, Holy Spirit moves. In verse 15, it says, And those days Peter stood up in the midst of the disciples together, and the number of the, let's see, and the number of the names was about 120. The church of God started with 120. The day of Pentecost is the birth of the church. The church, which we are a part of. You are a part of. Let's go to the chapter 2. And when the day of Pentecost had fully come, <clears throat> they were all with one accord in one place. See here, there we're going again. He's talking about unity. He's talking about fellowship. He's talking about praying for one another, helping one another, encouraging one another, lifting them up in prayer. If they have lack, give them something. They were together in one accord. They didn't say, well, I got mine. You know, you're on your own. We're all brothers and sisters in Christ. We're all one body. We are the body of Christ. And if one part's hurting, we all suffer. They came together in one accord in one place. Where is it that God's calling you? Is it here? Is it your church? He's called you there. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind. And it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as a fire, and one sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Notice it says that the Spirit gave them utterance. It doesn't mean that because they spoke in tongues that they had received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Jesus said that you shall receive power. Power. That's dunamis power. That's power to do miracles. That's power to do works. That's power to do the things that God said you can do. These are just some of the signs, some of the fruits that, that, that God has given us. Speaking in tongues. Hallelujah. I remember when I was, when I was preparing this, my wife was telling me that she was speaking in tongues in one of the services. And one of the ladies came up, one of the sisters said that my, my wife was speaking in Farsi. And that my wife doesn't know Farsi. But she was speaking in a tongue that that sister understood. You see, we have that same spirit, that, that, that ability. The spirit that rose Jesus from the dead dwells in you. That same power. It's not weak. It's not weak. It's the same. This is, this is what Pentecostal, uh, Pentecost is. is the experience, experiencing the Lord. Experience the person of the Holy Spirit. Experiencing Holy Spirit. Years ago, Benny Hinn wrote a book, Good Morning, Holy Spirit. 
And it was talking about experiencing the Holy Spirit. And I would recommend that book today. It was a very good book. But God wants you to experience him, the Holy Spirit. And as you get to know him, there's great things that he's, he's, he's got in store for you, things that you can do with signs manifesting because he's working with you. The sound of that, that rushing mighty wind, you know, I was thinking about, and I was just reading in there, this one minister was talking about how I've never experienced a tornado. But they would say this one couple experienced a tornado, and, and you could just hear the sound of the wind, and that's the best he could explain it. And I mean, I've never experienced that, but he said you could just, they, were, they weren't near it, but you could hear the sound of it, how powerful that is. In verse 5, it says, And there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven. And when they heard, and when the sound occurred, the multitude came together and were confused, because everyone heard them speak in his own language. You see, in Luke one thirty-seven, it says, With God, nothing's impossible. When my wife was speaking in tongues, that, literally, that word was, was for that woman. You know, he's not, he's not just going to use my wife. He wants to use each one of you. <clears throat> Verse 7. Then they were all amazed and marveled, saying to one another, Look, are not all these who speak Galileans? And how is it that we hear each in our own language in which we were born? I'm not going to read those other ones, the Parsons, and we know you can read that if you want. But let's start, let's pick it up at verse 13. No, let's go 12. So they were all amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, whatever could this mean? Others mockingly said, they are full of new wine. You know, saints, let me tell you something. There's always going to be a few people that are going to mock you. They don't understand Jesus said, forgive them, for they know not what they do. You see, again, we're we're to preach the gospel. And they just don't know. So don't let that that, uh, stop the word, the Lord working in your life. Don't let it bring doubt to you. Don't don't allow it to bring discouragement. Okay? Because you have the Holy Spirit. Amen? 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 Verse 14, but Peter, standing up with the leaven, raised his voice and said to them, Men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and heed my words. You know, look at Peter. <laughs> look at Peter. He was a man just like, like we are, a working class man. He was a fisherman. He wasn't educated. You know, the Lord called him. The Lord called him and chose him to be one of his apostles. He, the Lord called him to, alongside him to, to share the Holy Spirit, the Father, with them. You see, God has done that with us. But Peter, he denied the Lord three times. He cut the ear off one of the, the Roman centurions. He cut his ear off. You know, he was just a man. But look how God turned his life around. 
You see, because shame, shame can hinder you. Oh, Lord, I turned you down. I denied you three times. How can you use me? What am, what do I, what am I worth you to you? You see, saints, we all go through things. But we can't let that hinder us. we got to press in. We have, we have to break through. Because the Lord already defeated the enemy. And it's in these circumstances when that's, that lying spirit, that spirit of depression, that spirit of oppression, these lying spirits, these tormenting spirits, these accusations, where God, through the Holy Spirit, has given you the authority to tell him to go. Remember I said earlier that sometimes we need to, to, to pray over ourselves. We don't have to wait for Monday, Sunday, and Friday. We don't have to wait for that crusade. God has imparted it. He has endowed you. He's trusted you with his Holy Spirit. You've been totally immersed, just like the, the baptism of repentance. The Holy Spirit totally immersed. You're totally immersed in the Holy Spirit. Don't wait. But this is how powerful the Lord used him. I'm going to share something right here <clears throat> in the book of Acts. In verse four, or chapter 4, verse 29, it says, Now, Lord, look on their threats and grant to your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word. You see, Peter was, you know, he healed that lame man. And the, the, the church came against him. And they, they, they threatened him. They, they threatened him. But his prayer, he, you know, Peter wasn't moved. He said, Lord, he prayed. <laughs> he says, Lord, where did I go? Grant your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word by stretching out your hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant Jesus. Saints, that's the key. That everything we do is, is done in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. Amen? And when they had prayed, the place where they assembled together was shaken. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And they spoke the word of God with boldness. You see, saints, when you pray, God hears that prayer. You know, after service, sometimes I, I preach the word and, and we'll pray over some people. And then they'll come up to me. Can you pray for this? You know, God's, I, I don't mind praying. None of us here in Genesis, right, brother? We, we love praying for you. But it's time now that, that, to start believing God that he hears your prayers. He's not looking at wh whether you're a woman, whether you're a man, whether you're a child, whether you're rich or poor. It doesn't matter what you look like. Your words, your prayers have power. Your words have power. It's, start, it's time to start wielding the sword of the Spirit. It's time for each one of us to start praying for ourselves in our situations. God honors your prayers, saints. Glory to God. In verse 15, it says, for these are not drunk, as you suppose, since they are only the third hour of the day. It was daytime. Okay? But this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out 
of my spirit on all flesh. It's not the spirit of Fred, Apostle Michael. God is saying, I'm going to pour out of my, my I'm going to pour out my spirit on all flesh. Amen. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. And on my men servants and my maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they shall prophesy. God is not looking at who you are. He says, I'll use children. I'll use your sons and daughters. I'll use those that, that, yield, myself, that yield themselves to me. I will pour out my spirits on your maidservants and your men servants, the lowly people, the working class. He's going to pour out his spirit in you. And it doesn't matter your age. He says, I will pour that your, what does it say, your old men? What does it say? Just because I got gray hair, guys, don't mean I'm old. He says, I will pour by, by so your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, your young men shall see visions, your old men shall dream dreams. You see, God uses people. He says in Psalms that those that are old, he's, he's, they're planted by the rivers of living water and that they shall bear fruit in their, in their old age. You know, we should regard the elder people, the elders, because God has poured so much knowledge. He's, he's given them wisdom. They've lived life. And greater is when they receive the Holy Spirit. You see, don't just say, ah, he's old. He, he don't know what he's talking about. You'd be surprised. Amen? Verse 19. And I will show wonders in heaven above, and signs in the earth beneath, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the coming of the great and awesome day of the Lord. I believe that this, this verse is right here, 19 and 20, is still a prophecy coming. Because this is the prophecy of tribulation. This is the tribulation period. And then he says in verse 21, And it shall come to pass that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. There's people that are going to go through the tribulation and they're going to repent, and they're going to ask God to forgive them. But see, right now, he's talking about the day of Pentecost where you, where each one of you are endowed, are filled with Holy Spirit, with power. Verse 22, men of Israel, hear these words, Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested by God to you by miracles, wonders, and signs, which God did through him in your midst, as you yourselves know. It's reading his word, saints. You see, they lived it. They were, the, they were his witnesses. But now we, re, we have the, the, the written word of God. And it's not just stories. These are, these are truths that we take to heart and apply them in our lives. In verse 23, him being delivered by the determined purpose and foreknowledge of God have taken you have taken by lawless hands and have crucified and put to death, whom God raised up, having loosed the pains of death, because it was not possible that God, that he should uh, be held by it. Look at the boldness that, that, that Peter's speaking. Look at the boldness. And you know what? The faces of the people there, it didn't stop him. Those were powerful people that he was talking to. Some of you 
are going to be speaking to people of power and authority. But we're not to look at their continents because we know who we have in us. We know that he sent us. He knows that when we speak the word, when, we, when he tells us something to do and we speak it, that he's going to fulfill it. So it doesn't matter who they are, their position in government or in office or your boss. It doesn't matter because we answer to God. But I, I was just amazed at, at Peter. Peter, this, this man that denied the Lord, the boldness. The, and this is the authority. This is the power that the Holy Spirit gives you. It's boldness to declare the word. And the word, it's, it, it pierced the hearts. Let's keep going here. Let's see. I forgot where was that here. Here we go. <clears throat> Verse 25, for David says concerning him, I foresaw the Lord always before my face, for he's at my right hand, that I may not be shaken. Therefore my heart rejoiced, and my tongue was glad. Moreover, my flesh also will rest in hope, for you will not leave my soul in Hades, nor will you allow the Holy One to seek corruption. You have made, you have made known to me the ways of life. You have made me full of joy and in your presence. In verse 28 it says, Men and brethren, let me speak freely to you of the patriarch David, that he is both dead and buried, and his tomb is with us to this day. Therefore, being a prophet, and knowing that God had sworn with an oath to him, that the fruit of his body, according to his flesh, would rise up the Christ in, on his throne. Jesus is the first fruit, saints. He rose from the dead. And we're going to do the same. He foreseeing this spoke concerning the resurrection of the Christ, that his soul was not left in Hades, nor did his flesh see corruption. This Jesus God has raised up, of which we are all witnesses. Therefore, being exalted to the right hand of God, and having received from the Father, the promise of the Holy Spirit. What is the promise of the Holy Spirit? The Father. It's the Holy Spirit. That's his promise to you. Over 2,000 years ago, the promise was fulfilled the day of Pentecost. And it's not diminished, saints. It's not. He poured out this, what you now see and hear. For David did not ascend into the heavens, but he says of himself, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool. Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. Now when they heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? You see, when God gives you a message, we have to say it. It doesn't matter who it is again, who's there. We have to say it because it's the word of God that convicts. And that's more important, that the word of God would convict that person and they would turn to the Lord. If they don't like you, so what? This is the first, the first, like the first message of the church. This is the birth of the church. Peter is speaking to this hundred, over, the, over 120 people. This message, and he's declaring it with boldness and authority. He's declaring it with power. 
power from the Holy Spirit, the baptism. Then Peter, let me just keep going. Then Peter said to them, repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Repentance. The baptism, of Holy Spirit, uh, the baptism of, of repentance and then the baptism of the Holy Spirit will come upon you. Again, saints, the baptism of the Holy Spirit isn't just speaking in tongues. It's not that good feeling. I felt good right there. You know, we were worshiping, worshiping the Lord, my brother Lamar and sister you, and then where's my sister on the drums? It just brought the presence of God down. I felt good, but that's not the baptism. The dancing, people getting slain in the spirit, that's not the baptism. It's the power. It's knowing the Holy Spirit. Verse 39, for the promise, I love this, and this, this saints is for us today. Verse 39, for the promise is to you and to your children. He says, saints, when you, when, you, when you receive Christ in your life and you're endowed with the Holy Spirit, God's promise to you is that you and your household will be saved. Yeah. I, I can't look at what my children do. I, I can't look at that. I got I to gotta believe God's promise. God's a promise keeper. He touched my life. My mother and father couldn't, tra- couldn't change me. My wife couldn't change me. I like to drink beer. She said, Fred, stop. No. You know, but it wasn't until I had an encounter with the Holy Spirit and he changed my life. That desire is not in me. That desire is not there. I go to a party and they, you know, when I first start, when I stopped drinking and, and they knew I used to drink. They come on, have a beer. I said, no, I don't want to drink no more. Come on, come and have a beer. What's the matter? Your wife won't let you drink? He says, this is the way guys are, you know. But you got to be strong in, in, in who, who, who you have in you. I trusted on the Lord. He's my strength. He's my, my shelter and my fortress that I run to. For the promise is to you and to your children and to all who are far off as many as the Lord God will call. You see, we're called. God's seen way into the future your life and the calling he has on your life. And that's why you're here tonight to receive that, that, that baptism of the Holy Spirit, to get to know him. It's intimacy with him. And with many other words, he testified and exhorted them, saying, be saved from this perverse generation. How true is that today? Amen. To be saved from this perverse generation. It's bad out there. Yeah. But you know what? You have the authority. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. You see, that's God's promise to you. Verse 41. Then those who gladly received his word were baptized, and that day about 3,000 souls were added. What a a picture of revival, 3,000 souls from one one man who denied the Lord three times. But he was obedient to the Lord. He prayed. You see, when 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 the Lord told him to go in the upper room and pray, 
It was to wait upon that promise. See, a lot of times people come to church and they just want prayer. They just want a prayer. They want a, a prophetic word, you know. But, but they don't want to spend time with the Lord. When these doors open, you know, we, we should come in expecting to receive from the Lord. Everything that he has for us, the worship, the message, the, the prayer, the, that, we, we, that's what we come, we come expecting to receive from God. Tonight, when you come here tonight, come expecting to receive from the Holy Spirit the baptism. If you need that refreshing, come, in, come expecting. Come expecting and that, that new refreshing. Glory to God. It says, and, the, and they gladly received his word and were baptized. You sometimes, saints, the enemy does not want you to hear the word of God. And I've been in many services where the enemy wants to make me sleepy. Okay? And, and I'm just going to use this as a testimony. <laughs> because I know you guys like him. But I was here on a Monday night with Apostle Michael, and I was just tired. And I was sitting right there where Sister Megan is. And I know, look at him, he's laughing already. And I said, I'm going to be cool. I'm tired, and I'm weary, but I'm going to act like I'm, I'm awake that I'm hearing. So I closed my eyes, and I've got like, like this, or, you know, like this. I'm just kind of like trying to. And Apostle Michael, he's praying, he comes up to me. Wake up, Fred! So, but, but see, saints, this is the work of the enemy. When you read, when I was reading Friday, I mean, I tried to read. My eyes were heavy. They were drowsy. Amen? And I know you've experienced that too. I'm not the only one. Amen? And, but see, that's the enemy. He doesn't want you to know the promises. He doesn't want you to know the Holy Spirit. He doesn't want you to experience that. And he'll put up roadblocks. He'll put, he'll put you to sleep. But see, we have the authority. We have to fight through that. Amen? Amen. You have the authority. Right. You don't have to wait till Sunday and have Pastor Fred come and pray for you. Or Apostle David or Pastor Michael. Apostle Michael, I'm sorry. Apostle Michael. He's given you that. It says, they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine. We have to stay in the word of God. Amen? And fellowship. Saints, don't forsake the fellowship of the brethren. You know, when you come to a service, you know, and you, and you might have a word to, to share with somebody that's going through something. Maybe you can pray for them. Maybe a word of encouragement. But it's not forsaking the fellowship. So they continue steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship in the breaking of bread and in prayers. Communion. Communion. We're going to have communion tonight. Amen? Then fear came upon every, every soul, and wonders and signs were done through the apostles. I'm just going to stop there because that's what he showed, showed me. You see, saints, this is what it's about today. It's about experience, experiencing 
Holy Spirit. It's about knowing him. It's about him filling you and experience, experience through your life what God can do through you. There's nothing stopping you but you. There's nothing stopping you but you. When I came up here, I, I told everybody I did not want to preach and look at me. You see, because it was fear. It was fear. And, you, and the, when you start praying for yourself and bind that spirit of fear, it's got to go. It has to go. Because it's not me. It's the authority. God, God the, the Holy Spirit, uh, uh, has authorized me. He's authorized you, each one of you, to declare his word, to do his works. Amen? Amen. That's, that's the service for tonight here. We're going to uh, have communion. My wife, Annette, is going to bring forth a communion. And when we do that, saints, let's be orderly. We'll, we'll take this row first, the communion, and then we'll take this row and then that row. Amen? Amen. Amen. I hope you enjoyed that.